Okay, the second um, person that we're going to, am I on? The second person that we're going to talk about tonight is the peacekeeper. <coughs> Excuse me. And the reason Tim made the differentiation between peacemaker and peacekeeper, Jesus was the peacemaker. He came, and not everything he did was peaceful. He caused disruption, caused um, a lot of questions, and but he came to bring peace. So the difference between that and a peacekeeper, a peacekeeper is somebody who is actually um, living in a dysfunctional way, and they're trying to make everybody happy and just keep, keep conflict from happening anywhere they can. Specifically tonight, we're talking about within the marriage relationship. Based on some research, we have found that approximately a third of people are, will fit into this category. And I get to speak on it tonight because this is my category. This is where um, I am still dealing with the roots of this in my life. Um, those of you that have heard our marriage story, our, our sad story with a happy ending, um, this is the part that I played in our relationship for 20 years. And I've gotten a little bit better, a lot better. I don't know, a lot better, okay. But it still wreaks havoc with me. So I can talk about it firsthand. If you can relate to me, go ahead and listen. If you have a spouse that you think is the peacekeeper, you can learn some things tonight, hopefully. If neither of you in your relationship are peacekeepers, then just hang on. We'll get to you right after I'm done, okay? Um, but we know from Scripture and even secular psychology that we are created for relationships and we're, re- we're created to be known. The greatest enemy of being fully known is dishonesty. When we hide truth, we limit the level of intimacy that is even capable of happening in our relationship. Partial truth always leads to ordinary relationships. Sounds pretty sad, both with God and with our spouse. And I was really good at this, and it was because, you know, our scripts from our past, and we've talked about that a little bit, how we hear being raised, there's things that we tell ourselves, or ways of... um, functioning as a family, as a marriage that we see modeled, and we usually either say, I'm not going to be anything like that, so we, we make these um, vows internally that will be the opposite, or we just follow it and do the same thing. Um, and I was the peacekeeper. I saw that in my home. My mom was, and I thought that was a godly attribute. And what that usually, how that worked in our home was I did everything I could to make sure that Tim didn't, what I thought was Tim didn't feel any more stress. If I could prevent it from bothering him, I would, whether it was the kids or anything around the house, anything at work. um, I would just take care of that. And that made life easy in some ways for me because I didn't have these things being brought to me that made me aware of situations or issues. The problem with that was I didn't know what was going on inside of her. I didn't know what was in her heart. I didn't know when she was feeling certain things. And then after 20 years of that, one day I wake up and I go to my room and to my, my office and there's a note that says I'm leaving. 
and I'm not coming home. I mean, I wasn't prepared for that. I, I had no concept. I did not know that she was struggling with all of these things because she was always keeping the peace for everybody and making sure everybody was happy, but she wasn't happy, and I didn't know how unhappy she was. And the strange thing is, I didn't know it, okay? <laughs> like, for 19 and three quarters of those years, I functioned that way, and I didn't know I was stuffing feelings. So yeah. that's what a peacekeeper does, okay? I'm going to read a little, um, we're going to have a little couple that's our illustration tonight, so I'm going to read their story. It's uh, Jennifer and Ed. Um, the first time Jennifer was dishonest with Ed about her feelings was during their honeymoon. <laughs> That's a bad way to start. <laughs> um, but this gives you an example of what it looks like to be a peacekeeper. They were having dinner together in a restaurant that was on the beach. The evening was beautiful, and from where they were seated, they could watch the waves crashing onto the sand. Then Ed's cell phone rang. And the mood suddenly changed. Ed had given his number to some of his best customers, and it was one of them that needed his help. Remember, they're on their honeymoon. Ed excused himself to talk to his customer, leaving Jennifer to enjoy the scenery and her dinner alone. Half an hour later, Ed returned with apologies for the interruption. Though Jennifer was deeply offended by the way Ed had treated her, she did not tell him how badly she felt. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. And I don't know if you can relate to that. Some of you wish yourselves could relate to that. But um, instead, she told him how much she was enjoying the view. Okay. She just didn't want to ruin the atmosphere. Well, the call at dinner was not the only one that interrupted their honeymoon. And several phone calls ended up happening over the course of the two weeks. One even happened while they were about to make love. Big flag. Jennifer was hurt that Ed was trying to conduct business during their honeymoon. But she had never let him know. She wanted him to be successful in his business and felt that she had to learn to adjust. So can you see how in the thinking of the person that thinks this way, they think it's very honorable. They, you know, and if you deal with this, you're nodding your head inside at least, um, understanding that. Ed and Jennifer's problems were a result of their failure to be radically honest. Radical honesty, and I think this is in your notes, reveal to your spouse as much information about yourself as you know. That's a lot. Your thoughts, your feelings, your habits, your likes, your dislikes, your past history, your daily activities, and your future plans. We're going to have you do the first huddle. This is probably the shortest of the four we're going to do tonight. Um, there's just one question, and it's, it's pretty gut-wrenching right there, and it's kind of admitting that all of us struggle on some level with complete honesty with our spouse. You might not be the peacekeeper, but once in a while, we're all dishonest at least a little bit. Take time with your spouse to answer this question. Where are you the most vulnerable to be less than honest in our relationship. Again, not saying you are dishonest, but where, what's the area that you're most vulnerable to be that way? Uh, so we want you to just turn toward your spouse, take a few minutes. Lynn and I are going to be available if you want to ask a question, because I, I know that there are times that you a question comes like, well, when you say honesty, I mean, are, uh, should we talk about this? I mean, is this the kind of thing we're supposed to tell each other? 
And if you need some help, we'll be happy to give you some direction if you need it. Thoughts? No, I was just going to give an example. But I don't know if I want to be honest in front of everybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I mean, if for me, my answer to this question would probably be about in the vulnerable area is in the area of finance. Like if I go to Target, hmm. I just kind of want to bring the bags in when he's not home. <laughs> and that's, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. So we just take just a couple minutes to do this. Oh. Oh. But yeah. just remember, it's being dishonest. So. <laughs> okay. As we as we move ahead tonight, sorry, I know we've got a lot we've got a lot more huddles coming. So. Um, as we move on, on in this concept, I was going to share more of this couple's story, this hypothetical couple, but I'm not going to for the sake of time. But I, I want you to know they continue, this continued. They had children. They continued to maybe once in a while she would say, you know, I'm lonely. And then he would explain why he needed to be late from work and why the evenings, you know, he had to do work. And, and she would say, okay. So... It's not that she would never or he never brought things up, but they would be discussed a little bit, not to depth, and to keep the peace, to keep each other from being upset. They would settle and just say, okay, and it really wasn't okay. Um, and what, this, what happens then is slowly but surely they grow apart. They grew apart, and so will we when we're not completely, totally honest. The whole intimacy thing is into me. See, if they're not seeing into, we're, we're not seeing into each other, then we're going to be growing apart. We see couples in the counseling office that'll come and say they've been married this many years, this many, this many, and it's just like we don't even know each other anymore. It's like we've just grown apart, and this is this is why. This is how this happens. Um, usually, if you are a peacekeeper or you tend to not share everything, it's for one of two reasons. One is you tend to be a protector, which is you're trying to protect the other person from some unpleasant information to avoid upsetting them. Um, the second, and again, this seems quite innocent. It, seems, it seemed honorable to me, but it isn't. It's a big mistake. The second reason, which is similar but with a different motivation, and that is an avoider. And if you personally don't like conflict, you're the one that's avoiding conflict by not being honest. It's not like, this is, I thought I was doing it because I'd care for Tim. You know, I won't bother him with, you know, the, the electric bill was double what it usually is. I'm not going to bother him with it. He's dealing with the church finances, so I'll just take a cash advance on the card or something. I, you know, I'm not that stupid now, but I did do those things. Kept those things from him, thinking I was protecting him from that stuff, and... You know, I've long since learned men don't want to be protected by their wives. They're big guys, and they can handle that kind of stuff. But um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was doing a good thing. But I also learned that I was really avoiding conflict because I personally don't like conflict. Um, we were in counseling one time, and the counselor pointed that out to me. He said, that was really self-centered that you did that. And I'm like, He's like, no, you wanted to avoid conflict. Tim can handle conflict. It doesn't bother him. 
And knowing the family he grew up in, I know that's true. They, they just go at it loud and long, and when they're done, they're done, and everybody's happy. But I didn't like conflict, so I avoided it. So one of those two reasons, you'll find yourself in that and to recognize that it's wrong. And this is the key thing, and I don't know if this is in your, in your notes or not, but this is huge. Negative feelings. So when I was feeling negative or you were feeling negative feelings are a signal that something is wrong. Okay? Negative feelings are a signal that something is wrong. Honesty enables a couple to make appropriate adjustments to each other. We could spend a lot of time there, and there might be questions that you have thinking like, well, that, does that mean everything I don't like I have to say and they have to change? And No, not everything. And what we tend to counsel is if it's something that, you know, happens in the moment and you, you can, you know, there's things we're not going to like. That's life. But if it's something that the next day still bothers you or you know it's big at the time, we're not telling you to postpone the talk, but if, you know, you ponder it, you take it to the Lord, you pray and ask the Lord to show you your motives and stuff, and you still feel like, no, this, this was, I don't like this, and it really bothers me, then you, then you want to talk about it. And that's the complete honesty that we can, that's what relationship is. I can ask Tim, this is what I need I need you to change in this area, or this habit that you tend to do bothers me, and likewise, and vice versa. That's what we continue to change. You know, none of us are the same person we were when we got married. Neither is our spouse, so we continually change. So our adapting to each other has to continue to change. So this is going to be, like, forever. And, And the only way that can happen is if we are both being honest. And then when we're both being honest, now, see, last time we talked about safety, remember? So you can't just be honest and think that honesty is the key. Honesty has to be linked with safety, otherwise your honesty is going to be destructive. So when you're honest and safe at the same time, then you can make adjustments because now you can explore the other side, get understanding, and then compromise. And that's what resolves conflict. And when you're honest in conflict and safe in conflict, then conflict is no longer destructive, it's productive. And that's the goal, because every marriage is going to have conflict. Every marriage is going to have something that doesn't go the way that you thought it would or the way you think it should. And as a result of that, you've got to have an appropriate way to be able to navigate through that. And the only way that you can do that appropriately is with honesty. So honesty is the path. And if you can, if you're honest, then you get understanding. When Linda's honest with me now, now I want to understand her. She used to think that she was protecting me or that I would, and and the likelihood it was I wasn't safe. So I wouldn't respond well when she was honest. So then she says, what's the point? I'll just keep the peace just a lot easier. But when, when we're both honest and we're both safe, then, then we gain understanding. And when there's understanding, then there's, there, there's, there's unity. There's oneness. And that is what marriage is designed to do and be. So it, it, it really, you can't have that. That's what we said from the beginning. You can't have that intimacy 
unless there's honesty, unless there's transparency, unless there's vulnerability. And that's why we've got to risk putting these things out there for each other, and we've got to respond in a way that allows the person to be honest and not regret being honest. So So for anybody that might struggle like I do in this area, we have two sentences that we provided in your notes that will help you start that conversation that you need to have about something. And for those of you that are super honest and you can just blurt it out and it comes out before you should say it, you're thinking like, what in the world is wrong with these people? Why do they have trouble saying it? But if you are like me, you get it. And I understand you. So these are the two sentences, and they're not just like something we thought up. This is, you know, it's researched, okay? That this is a safe, healthy way to start your conversation. Because literally, I mean, I would ask, how do I start? How do I tell Tim something he does bothers me? Um, I, I really, I just didn't know. And we recommend this sen- these two sentences. I am blank. So I fill in what emotion, whether it's I am angry, I am disappointed, I am hurt, that you, and then whatever the action was that he did, period. I need you to then say what I need. I know it sounds like so, like, rote, and do you really, it, but it's really, it really helps. Um, I was with a counselor recently, and they told me, that they have found extreme help for um, people with anger, people that struggle with anger, if they will use these two sentences. So obviously these sentences work for the people that are too honest in, or honest in ugly ways too. And um, they have learned that if you will verbalize that you are angry, you don't have to act out your anger. Because that's... It diffuses that's, It totally anger. diffuses it. Yeah. Yeah, so if you say... I am angry that you didn't empty the trash when you said you would. Some things are going to be a lot more serious than the trash, but we're just using that as a little neutral thing. I am angry that you let the kids stay up past their bedtime on a school night, whatever it is. I need you to do what you say you, you, to do what you said you were going to do or I need you to take the trash out. I need you to get the kids in bed on time. And it's like, wow, to take all of whatever, whether it was a, a, a big, angry feeling that you had, whether it was a passionate, positive feeling, whether it was something that was deep inside that you just didn't know, you know, like the, what I would have done, let's say I was out with girls in the evening and I came home and, you know, Tim had had fun with the kids, which was the most important thing, and they were in bed, but let's just say the kitchen wasn't cleaned up from dinner. You know, I'm just making this up. But I would come in and see that and be like, really, really? Not just bummed. I'd be really mad. Never, ever let him know that. Never did. And some of you can relate to that. I didn't know how to say it without sound, what I thought was sounding mean. Um, and again, I know there's a lot of people that, like, two-thirds of you are just like, whoa, where where is she from? But there are a third of you that can relate to that. So what we want you to do in, I know, I think I could tell the ones that can relate. In the couple huddle number two, 
yes, and couple num- uh, number two, couple huddle. There are questions for you if you're the peacekeeper, the one that has a hard time being honest or totally honest. And there are questions for you if you're the spouse of one that does that or tends to do that. Um, if you feel like neither one of you are that during this huddle time, I suggest that you do the bottom half where it says the spouse of a peacekeeper because um, those are applicable to you if, you, if you're both kind of a little hot-headed <laughs> or able to just say it, what it is. So go ahead and take some time for that, and then we're going to come back and learn about the person that has no problem being honest.